The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek Narrated by Kurt Bonham Chapter 40 Don't Drink and Joust The din of a large crowd from the jousting arena greets us. We don't have to do this, I say, pleading with Todd. Oh, yes, we do, Todd says. Okay, you want me to apologize for what happened two years ago with Flynn? Fine, I apologize. I hope like hell to get out of jousting with Todd. Two years too late, codpiece. Stuck in front of the jousting arena, spectators fill the stands on both sides. At each end, a horse and its groom and a squire. Todd struts to one end and motions for the men to drag me to the opposite end of the arena. They comply. I'd kick and scream, but Sapphire's watching. And the crowd, too. There's still time to call this off, I shout. Todd Squire helps him don his padding, armor, bassinet, and a non-regulation lance covered in duct tape. A squire walks up to me, but instead of helping drops similar items at my feet. Thank you, Squire Rude, so much, I say. You're welcome, Sir Deadmeat. I examine a tattered gambeson, which is a padded defensive jacket, a small tarnished shield, an old lance, a bassinet, and a rusty dagger. A sudden emptiness swells in my gut. The memory of Flynn on the ground, the tip of my lance embedded in the side of his chest. I grip my teeth. I vowed never to joust again. But I'm trapped. Sapphire's trapped. I need to get this over and done with so we can save the world. If not the world, at least New York City from Cynthia and the Devil. Todd mounts his shiny armor-clad steed. A groom leads a horse who's seen better days to my side. Mount us, a maggot head. I examine the horse from head to tail. She shouldn't be in a joust. I need to use any and all excuses to get out of this joust. You're gonna die. Why worry about the horse? The groom drops the reins. What about armor? I hold up the padded jacket. You won't need any. This won't take long. He walks away. A bald man dressed as a monk sashays out to the center of the jousting arena. He turns to Todd and nods, then turns to me, a half-smirk on his face. Gentlemen, the rules today are simple. Standard three passes of the riders from end to end of the tilt. The monk motions his arms to either end of the shoulder-high wooden structure in the middle of the arena. Points are assigned accordingly. Breaking your own lance on the body or shield is good, one point. Unseating is better, two points. The monk looks at me. There is no disqualification for Sir Todd if his lance contacts his opponent's horse. Heat flames my chest. That's against all rules. He can't hurt the other rider's mount. He ignores me and walks to the center of the arena and slaps the wooden structure. Remember to canter the entire length of the tilt while carrying lances. Attempting to strike when the other man is down is permissible. 
Again, against all rules, you never strike with a lance when your opponent is down. The heat from my chest flies into my words. Good luck for Todd. The monk's voice carries a foul undertone directed at me. The vein in my neck thrums and runs through my arms. That monk would make a perfect rodeo clown, because I'm the bull he's got all riled up. The match concludes after one man, or no men, remains standing. He looks at Todd, then at me. Do you both understand these rules, gentlemen? Todd raises his lance in acknowledgement. This is ridiculous, I mutter. But I put on my helmet, mount the horse, and raise my lance. Huzzah! the crowd yells. Todd has to add a comment. By the way, if you survive this joust, Mr. Graves wants you to know you'd better keep your bargain. Graves? How would Todd know Graves? Or about our deal? This joust is not just about Todd getting even. I decide to appeal to Todd's Renfair honor. You joust? You have honor? May I ask a request? Todd shifts in his saddle. What kind of request? If you win, do what you want with me, but let the girl go. Do we have a deal? All right, yes. And if you can best me, heck, I'll even let you go. Water under the bridge and all that. From across the arena, his ego and his grin are visible. On your word, I say. On my what? he asks. Your word, Todd, your word. Fine, Daniels, on my word. And Todd, what do you want now? Before our match ends, I shall let you beg for mercy. Todd slaps his helmet and jiggles his lance. Let's do this. The monk raises his arms. Let the joust begin. Trumpets and drums sound. Huzzah! The crowd cheers again. I'm not going easy on you, Todd shouts. I'll follow your lead, I shout back. A bugle blasts. My stomach tightens. A flood of nausea ripples and fades. Todd and I launch at full gallop. My heart pounds. My adrenaline surges. My horse looks like her get-up-and-go has gone. But her hooves drive into the dirt. Her hooves dig in. Every step reverberates through me. And she shows she's still got a whole bunch of get-up-and-go to give. And a rush of hope races through me. We lower our lances. I aim my shield at Todd's lance. A split-second twist, and his lance hits my shield square in the center. His lance bursts in a magnificent cloud of splinters. Oh, the crowd roars. I catch Todd's surprised expression. He rides to the end of the tilt, and his squire hands him a new lance. One point for me. Two more, and this joust will be done with, and I can get back to dealing with the devil. I turn my old horse and face Todd. We gallop down the tilt. A sheen of sweat shines my horse. A sudden sensation to turn back flares inside. 
My grip tightens on the reins, a sudden catch at the back of my throat. Todd's gonna hit me with everything he's got to give, and I'm going to give him back everything he gives and then some. I force down a swallow and a mouthful of air. I aim my shield at Todd's lance and repeat my twist technique. This time, the impact is explosive. Pain ricochets in my chest, but my adrenaline spikes numbs the pain. My fear fades. Flynn always told me that if you face a man on a horse galloping full speed and you take the blow and remain on your horse, your fear falls away. Flynn was right, and I know I can win. For me, for Flynn, for Sapphire, for Wickhamby and Rizzos, for all of New York City. I ride to the end of the tilt and turn to face Todd for the final third run. Todd Squire hands him his third lance. I lean forward and dig my weight into the saddle. Todd and I lower our lances and charge. The thumb, the thumb, the thumb. My heartbeat booms on repeat. My lance hits dead center on Todd's shield. The impact thrums through my lance, up my arm. A flash of Flynn's blazing blue eyes sears in my head. He flies backward in spectacular slow-motion glory. His back splat sends a plume of dirt, dust, and sweat sky high. The crowd moans. I drop my lance, unsheathe my sword, leap off my horse, and give my most powerful rebel yell. I need to finish this and win. The crowd hisses. Todd stumbles to his feet, adjusts his helmet, pulls out his sword, and swings wildly. I run at Todd, time my step, swerve sideways, and his blade zings past my shoulder. I roll into a fighter's stance. He lunges, his sword slices my jacket through my sleeve, but the edge of his blade misses my flesh. Boon! Sapphire screams. I spin and slap Todd's backside with the flat side of my sword. Hey! His cry flies from his lips. I pull my sword at a sharp angle, nick Todd's cheek. Ah! He grabs the side of his face. I'm gonna kill you, Daniels! We can still call this off, and I'll let you be declared the winner, I shout. He swings. I shift my weight low, and his sword whizzes over my helmet. We'll call this off after I take off your head. He thrusts his sword at my neck. I plant my foot left, land a series of blows against Todd's shield. His expression fills with disbelief. He steps back, raises his shield, and drops to one knee. No, the crowd roars. Todd pops to a stand, unleashes a return barrage. Todd! 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 The crowd cheers with each blow. I block and parry. He fights a lot like Flynn, but more erratic. He smacks his shield into mine. The force slams my shield into my head. The sensation of sweat and blood trickles down my temple. I push Todd's shield back with mine. He stagger steps backward, then raises his sword high, charges at me full speed. I drop, flip my sword, and cram the hilt into his gut. He doubles over, crashes into the ground. 
I point my sword tip at his throat. The crowd falls silent. Mercy, I say. Todd lays there, disdain, hate, and rage strewn on his face. Go to hell, Daniels, and say hi to Michaels. He spits in my face. I dig the blade tip into his neck until the surface of his skin breaks. A thin line of blood rolls down his neck. Mercy, Todd? Mercy, he mumbles. I remove my sword and extend my free arm to help him up. He pushes an exhalation between his teeth, grabs my hand, and stands. You may have won your freedom today, but there are other Renfairs. My mouth goes dry, my legs burn, but I know Todd is the least of my problems in the next few hours. It was an honor fighting you. I salute my sword across my chest. I scan the crowd, find Sapphire. The men holding her let her go, and she rushes to my side. Boone, I thought you were going to die. Me too. She looks around. Why is the audience so silent? And why are they staring at us like they want us dead? I look at Todd. You said we could go. You promised. I did. But they didn't. Get him! A voice shouts. The angry mob spills onto the jousting arena. Time for Baba Yaga's comb. I cram my hand into my pocket, pull out the old comb, and throw it at the ground. The ground rumbles. The earth shakes. The land quakes. The ground groans. The earth moans. The land cracks. Giant fissures appear and spit up tree after tree after tree. The mob disappears behind a forest. There is one lone path. I grab Sapphire's hand. Run, this way. Coming up next in The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Chapter 41 Village Idiots <laughs> <laughs> 